and welcome back to the a show with the kings a pro wrestling podcast i am justin here with meals holy shit holy shit meals big news huh on a tuesday <laughs> now i wake up look at my phone and i say damn wait, wait, this, today's gonna be lit <laughs> Today is geez, and you know what? I feel like people know it's gonna be lit because we got some other, we got some new patrons that just signed up, so they must know how lit this is gonna oh, wow. be. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, nonetheless, I mean, yes, we're here. Obviously, big news today that we get to bite into, that we get to chew off of. It's being a biting into one chip challenge. <laughs> yeah. Listen, man. I, I was wearing my actually, I was wearing my six lakh shirt. Um, why I keep calling them six lakh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a six peat hot. Remember that EP that he dropped like a year or two years ago that came with like mad hot sauce and shit? Yeah. Um, I bought that and I bought all the merch from it and it came with the free hot sauce. I don't eat hot sauce because I don't like spicy foods, which is another hilarious factor to all of this. But I was wearing the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, okay, I'm ready. I'm like getting mentally ready. 600 degrees. Like we're getting ready. But then it appears we have a, a a malfunction in the junction with this chip coming. Yeah, man. Listen, man. <sighs> listen, man. So I thought that we were both buying the chip together. I didn't know that Mills had already bought the chip. Listen, I'm not ducking. All right. I'm not ducking the challenge. You thought we were just gonna hold hands and buy this chip together? Is that what you thought? Usually, when people <laughs> when people do group suicides, they do that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're in, we're in it together, so we buy it together. Okay, absolutely. So, listen, man, this perspective here. I'm not ducking it, but the chip's gonna be here next week. I, just, I literally just ordered it, bro. I'm not Shit. ducking the challenge. I'm not ducking you. I mean, I'm I didn't say anything. I mean, you know. All right. I I'm, I'm just not sure. no. <clears throat> it's happening. I believe it. I believe you. I believe we're going to do this. I've already started mentally preparing myself for death. So um, when it happens, just make sure that you have a loved one by you. Possibly, you know, Roman, Ray, one of them. Um, do they know how to dial a phone yet? Is there is that something that you teach uh, your dogs? <laughs> I've been trying to, I've been trying to, um, you know. In case you fall over one day and your fiance is not home, can your dog save you? They'll, 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 they'll lay down with me. So I, I can't depend on this. I can't depend on this motherfucker. Oh, shit. Um, let's see. What else do we got? Oh, wait. Hold, hold up. Hold up. How's your Valentine's Day? How was that? It was chill. I got I got a wedding coming up. We, we get our <laughs> gifts. Hugged. <laughs> and said, yep. That's about it. <laughs> I mean, it being during Super Bowl weekend is very like 
this the amount of angling that people did to make sure that they got everything out the way so they can enjoy the Super Bowl and their loved ones to me is hilarious this weekend. Yeah. This past weekend. Yeah. Like, no, let's just do it on Saturday. Like three days before fucking Valentine's Day. Yeah. No, we did our Valentine's Day last weekend. I knew what this weekend was going to be. Like a whole bunch of different things. Like I can just imagine it. So shout out to you if you had a great Valentine's Day. Um, shout out to you if you enjoyed the Super Bowl. As yep. I'm assuming that you at least are enjoying in some capacity. I'm trying to find these new um new patrons. We gotta shout them out real quick. Mm. Let's... Well, listen, I got them pulling up right here. So we got a couple okay. new patrons, um, and some patrons that came back. I assume, um, yep. but want to give a shout out to first of all, gonna give another shout out to Houston's very own. We have a podcast to schedule with you at some point, my friend um hall of fame tier let's get it let's get let's work hashtag let's work um <laughs> hashtag the big bro <laughs> <laughs> and of course donald lambert adam Littman, brandon abdon and boom 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 shout out to you man sky high eve from the black hey. announce table shout out to you my guy thank you for becoming a patron by the way we gotta re- black, black announce table got some of the best social some of the best you know video clip stuff in the game i look at them in awe it's just what they've you know how they've just they're maneuvering with the shit right now it just like sexy yeah over the past six months they've really stepped up like they've decided like yo this is a model we're building it this is a brand i'm a brand bitch i'm a brand um (laughs) recognize real man real recognize real absolutely Absolutely, love y'all. love y'all over here. We still beat y'all in the in the trivia game. You feel me? But <laughs> we gotta we gotta run that back. We <laughs> we gotta run that back. Team Black announced table versus Team May show trivia and trivia. Gotta add, gotta add Cyrus and and CC, uh, Quan and Chan to the to the mix and Dion. Mm-hmm. See see what they got for us. You feel me? <laughs> Listen, we can do a little Survivor series. Five on five trivia game. We got to make it happen and, and do it for the people, and then like donate to the Bootsy Collins Foundation or something along those lines of proceeds. Hey, <laughs> people! People who didn't tap into the Patreon last week, they missed the Bootsy Collins Foundation conversation. But the thing is, is that even between that, it's a deeper plot to the rap here with the Bootsy <laughs> Collins Foundation, and it was a, it was a smoke screen to keep us from what's really about to happen. So, <clears throat> what we're gonna do? We got a guest on the show today. So mm-hmm. usually when we do guest episodes, we, we kind of just open it all up. So obviously Patreon is going to get it first, but we're going to go get right into the show because we got our guests coming in. Well, well, you know, well, got- before we get into the show, because I, well, yes, we definitely get into the show, but I wanted to, so we did a question of the week on Patreon this week. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. We did a question of the week on Patreon and also shout out to the other content on Patreon that dropped recently. The war report last week was Kel who stepped in while Cyrus is on a date with fucking Dua Lipa. Um, <laughs> But Kel, you did an amazing job. Shout out to you. Um, we got season two, episode two of Legendary Run, the three peat. You're talking about three matches, Triple H versus Batista, the trilogy. Mm-hmm. That L- listen, one of the greatest to me, Batista is one of the greatest baby faces, had one of the best stories of that era, of that decade, in my opinion. Um so simple, yet I think Batista really showed how well he you know he could do it and, and and switch over i think to me batista is like a better baby face than he is a heel i've always felt this way but he's just he's amazing 
He's amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I don't know. He has his moments in both, but I guess now as he gotten a little bit older, like if I if when I remember going back to like back then, like him being a babyface, there was a lot on his shoulders very very early in his career, and I think he was still kind of figuring out the business. But like now, for instance, like if he was came in as a babyface now, I think he would be a lot more self aware um, as to what's going on. But then also, I think people would still want him as a heel. But along with that. And then next week, also next Monday, make sure you guys tune in because we've already recorded this episode. We will have the first episode of the X8 Diaries. Um, wow. First first episode features the War Report, Cyrus and Quan. Listen, we talk about a lot of things here in 2002. I ain't seen nothing from this yet. I ain't heard nothing from it. You on so it. I'm, Don't worry about it. You on it. I'm just saying. Hey, I'm just saying. <clears throat> I haven't heard anything from it. So, y'all, I'm just as surprised as you are about this, y'all. Listen, I don't know. There's a preview about it. We definitely, if we want to talk about the pop culture moments that we talk about in this episode, we talk about Pink reclaiming her whiteness in 2002. Wow. <laughs> who, well, who's in the first episode? Huh? Who's in the first episode with, with you? Cyrus and Quan. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is going to be a classic. <laughs> we talk about Pink reclaiming her whiteness. We talk about, uh, what else? We talk about MTV Cribs. We talk about whatever the halftime show was at this time. We talk about quite a bit of things. So you got some stuff to look forward to um, with this new episode of the X8 Diaries, which will be out next week, Monday. But this question of the week, so we asked our patrons, we said, okay, and and this is open to anybody. If you listen to this and you're on the active feed and if you want to respond to us, please let us, because this is very cool in the way um, we were. It. So we asked, how did you discover the A show this week? Wow. <laughs> What's not I got cool? emotional. I got emotional, y'all. And of course, obviously you guys can can join in on things like this if you if you join our Patreon. Yeah. But, this question was open to everybody. All the questions are we gonna be open to everybody, even to three dollars here. So um it, 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 I'm glad to kind of like discover all of this and stuff like that. Like, you know, people finding our episode from Stack Guy Greg, uh Mac been with us since the Rassle Rap days. Big Tim, two belts and voice of the voiceless. That means he goes way back. Um, people just finding us recently, people just finding us on Twitter, people just finding us random things. I was like, yo, this is very humbling because to be honest with you, we feel like the black sheep of this whole black wrestling. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we 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 do. Like we we you know, like I think it's real funny, like, you know, how it's always about like love and, and you know what I'm saying? And we should all support each other, but it's like, it's clear. Like it's about popularity. I had a tweet. It's, um, what is it? Yeah. I, and go ahead. I would rather, I would rather like, I feel like a lot of it is, is heat from what I get from just trying to, from just fucking around on Twitter. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want, I, the, what I've seen and is, is really like, it's really bothers me that y'all catch the heat for stuff that I might've done in the past. And I, I think that's what, about i don't care (laughs) (laughs) but at the end of the day i do feel like it's not less more so like oh we feel like we deserve here but i do feel like yo we're left out of this conversation like we're major important like not to toot our own horn but we've done a lot of amazing things over the last year and we've grown kind of as a brand we're going to continue to grow i mean we have a we have a guest this week we have a guest on the war report this week. Make sure you stay tuned so you figure out everything that's going on. But we've done a lot of work getting to where we're going to, you know. And I also got to t- 
tell you because we might have a guest next week. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay. But we've done a lot of work, and you know, sometimes we feel left out. But you know what? Sometimes it is what it is. Sometimes I need that as the fuel, like the fuel for the fire. That fuel made me contact whoever I want to contact. And if we have a guest this last week, just know it was fuel to the fire to turn it up on niggas. So um, we asked question of the week. How do you discover the A show? This is open to everyone on Twitter and everyone who's like listens to this um, just in general. Please tweet us. Let us know how you discover the A show. Even some of the stuff was like, yo, I think I followed Brian. And he retweeted it. And I was like, whoa, Brian, come on, man. I, I, I didn't even know like a retweet could go that far. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it's a, we love being a voice for the people who I guess was looking for that voice in this kind of arena. Cause at the end of the day, I think we're bigger than just wrestling. Like there's a lot of podcasts. We talk about the wrestling go match by match, star by star rating, and all this other stuff like that. But I think we talk about it in a different way and we incorporate our own kind of perspective and culture and everything into it that makes us completely different. That makes, quite frankly, all the black podcasts really different than everybody else is doing it. Like, we're not here to be salacious. We're here to be like, you know, there's, there's a part of it that's entertaining. There's a part of it that's, you know, knowledgeable. There's a part of it that's kind of like introspective. And I think we do a great part at combining kind of all factors into it so yeah for sure and i mean we i mean i always say this and it's the truth like when this when this stuff when, when we turn off the mic like we don't really we, we go on you know what i'm saying with our lives and we talk about other stuff you know what i mean like i talk to meals every day you know what i'm saying like this isn't i think people like me like you gotta love it every single moment of your life like no we 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 watch it as what it is you know what i'm saying and, and i appreciate everyone that when i see this they the one thing i keep seeing them say is like we're you know level-headed you know what I mean? We 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 take the bullshit and we we call it out, but we also we lived enough <laughs> to know when some stuff just isn't that big of a deal. Um, can we read? Can we read? Can I read one? Yes, please go ahead. Uh, shout out Cameron Glover. He says when Dean Ambrose turned on Seth uh, the night Roman announced his cancer came back, I was on Twitter and Wally tweeted something along the lines of "I can't wait to hear the A Show talk about this," and I started searching because I was looking for a new wrestling podcast to listen to been a fan ever since that was a long time ago bro and shout out wale by the way but that was a long time ago <laughs> that was a long, this is, i mean yes that was a very long <laughs> listen the fact that y'all like that that's how y'all found us was like is, is really dope too like shout out to you cameron and shout out to you also for being a patron and, and and showing us so much love like you know the, the, i think the advocacy from a lot of people that i mean stat guy greg is mentioned in, in this as well he shouted us out like even if we felt like that, like and, and Mills, you said it too. Like it puts it in perspective because I, I get frustrated because it's like I, I feel like, you know, I feel like we just have such a great community, and I want everyone to be highlighted and, and shown. And and I feel like we, you know, and I guess that's just the way a creator is. It's like we want to, we we want everybody to, to to love what we do. But you know, this this let me know that you guys have been listening for a really fucking long time. I was at like all deaf, I think, still when that happened. <laughs> Not getting no life insurance or nothing. Everybody jumping off or do doing whatever stunts and ain't getting no damn life insurance at all, Def. Um <laughs> Yeah, I mean all of this is incredible. So thank you guys. We'll have another question of the week sometime next week. Um hopefully before the show. So we again we can talk about this. Hope to make this a weekly thing. Uh but if I forget, just forgive me. But I'm hope to wake it make this a weekly thing. Um I got a good question for next week. That's it's gonna be fun. Okay, but um, 
let's get into no holds barred. We we gotta we we got a guest. He he waiting and we gotta get through this huge 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 topic. And we gotta predict elimination chamber. A huge show like out of nowhere <laughs> is a mania level almost damn near show. Good like. <laughs> Usually the shit happens on Wednesdays, and we ain't got nothing to talk about until next week Tuesday. <laughs> um, damn, what do we want to start? We got to start with this. Start and the we'll, and we'll, room. Let's get it out the way. Let's take us. We can take our time with it. All the other stuff like that, we can definitely touch on. But this, I think, requires a lot more from us than anything else. Absolutely. So it was announced <clears throat> this morning that Cody Rhodes has left AEW. Um, I can confirm that <laughs> I can confirm publicly. I heard about this at like eleven o'clock yesterday, my time, AM. Mm. I hit you up about it, and it was just kind of like, you know, when are they going to announce this? So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm guessing that this this was pretty much up to the wire, down to the wire between uh, these two entities, being uh, Cody Rhodes and Tony Khan. Uh, Fight for reported it. This morning, AEW came out with a statement. Then Cody, then Brandy, uh, they hadn't they haven't hadn't come to an agreement, and then boom, he's gone. They said uh, they could not come to terms on a new deal. Fightful was told was told by eight and, and subscribed to Fightful. Of course, they have you know such a uh, extensive report on this, but um, they were told by sources last Friday that Cody sought a big money deal, and several didn't think that a re-signing was going to happen. So 15 minutes before Cody's announcement, word had spread to AEW talent that he was leaving the company. Damn. I feel like we knew before the talent. <laughs> yeah, we definitely did, which is crazy. We know a lot of things before talent does in that company. But um, the, the biggest wrinkle here is that WWE officials are aware of the situation and also knew that an announcement would be dropped and that two sides have had discussions and that they're well aware. They were, they were well aware that he was leaving and that he could legally be on WWE programming. Now, TMZ goes a little bit deeper in their report. I'm guessing uh, one of the two between Tony and, and Cody probably fed the story to them. Because anytime it's, uh, AEW does anything, TMZ has a story about it. Isn't that mm-hmm. funny? Yeah. But uh, they say that there was a disagreement. There were there were several different disagreements. Uh, and, and that Cody had sort of, Cody and Tony had kind of fallen out of favor with each other in the, in the, in the past couple months. And that has seemingly led to this. Yo, we've been saying this since the beginning, bro. <laughs> he'd be the first one to go? No, not even that he'd be the first one to go. If I had money on the first one to go, I would have bet Chris Jericho. Um, even though Chris Jericho, people are also speculating that he's ready to go because he had a tweet yesterday regarding Kevin Owens and be like, this won't be the last time I see you, KO. I'm like, well, you ain't going to see him over there. I'm telling you that right now. He <laughs> ain't going to see him in AEW. Um, but... No, I mean, I think even from the beginning in terms of how this entire thing was presented to us early in 2019, and I say that because I went to go back and listen to a couple of our old episodes before, um, even back then, I mean, there was always these kind of rumors of like disagreements between the EPs. Was that like... That my 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 phone is hooked up to the Bluetooth because of overly medicated. I need to turn off the Bluetooth. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. It's um, however, yeah, there was always disagreements about them kind of disagreeing. All the EVPs, well, not even just. I don't know if it was all the EVPs, but there were definitely disagreements in kind of how they want to do things. Um, 
and how I guess the perspective in which they saw developing the company. Um, right. I felt like perhaps, and and then also you kind of look at Cody Rose and kind of what he's doing. He feels like he wants to be more of a crossover star, and a lot of when you look at kind of everyone else, it seems like they kind of want to cater to that wrestling fan and not really worry about that kind of crossover appeal on any kind of spectrum. So it was kind of interesting. The signals were very, very um, different and kind of obvious if you see it, but also I think they were still trying to do what's best for business overall. And that's why Cody, you know, working without a contract, champion without a contract, defending without a contract, that's wild. That's the wildest part to me, right? I think that how crazy is it to have somebody working, having holding a belt, doing all types of stuff for your company, and then basically be like, yeah, he can go. Like this was a to to me like he was a EVP. And a lot of people like think of mm-hmm. like, you know, a as a startup. I'm like, yo, this is this this is this is far past startup type shit. You know what I mean? Like this was this was an EVP of your company. Like that's a bad look. You mean to tell me that he asked for more bread? Also, what? How was he? How was the EVP and talent deal not separate? That was right? weird as hell. <laughs> if your EVP is in, in talent, it should be separate. Kind of like how Shane McMahon, who also got released this month. Hey, maybe they trade in, that one. Maybe they trade in places, baby. <laughs> Exactly. Well, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like that should be separate. That should be, that should be a different bag. You know? Um, I I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't understand how, how, how how you let that go. And and I think that the deeper issue we need to talk about here is the money thing, right? You know, Cody wanted a big money deal, but as I've been saying, a lot of people have been wanting AEW to change and, you know, do all of this, that, and the third. But as I've always said, you put so much money into certain things it becomes tough to make those things happen. So, and, and, and by that, I mean, you invested in three major talents from, from August all the way up to this point. You just signed another big guy, which I'm pretty sure wasn't, wasn't cheap. You got more guys from, from WWE that were making far above their pay grade. I'm pretty sure you're paying them equal to what they, what they make. And you got CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. I mean... <laughs> Like when you look at it, but I also think from Cody's perspective, and this is what I'm assuming from Cody's perspective, I'm looking at what he probably thinks he brings to the table too, because not only is he doing, not only is he talent, not only is he an AVP, but he's on the network on TBS and TNT on the big go home show or whatever the hell it's called. Um, he's doing his roads to the top thing. He's doing as I think he's trying to extend the reach not only just for himself, but I guess for the company in general. And I assume he wanted to be recouped for that. He's like, look at all the stuff that I've done over the last three years. Look at where we are. Look at where we've been. Um, and I assume you also look at the deals that you see with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk, and he's an EVP. He knows what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume you look at the deals. That, again, this is assumptions. This is not real. I don't know what happened. Um, I assume you look at those deals and then you, now you're gritting yourself kind of relative to that. Now that all these new deals are coming up, you looking at all the old deals and he was like, well, I'm not going to just, I'm not going to agree to less than them. Cause <laughs> I've been here since the beginning. I've been working since the beginning. They're great and all, but I'm the, like the backbone of this company. Essentially. 
I've incorporated so much, my family, my time, my everything. Um, so I want to be rightfully, you know, uh, compensated. You want to be compensated. Yeah. And if it comes down to CM Punk versus Cody. And listen, I, hey, I'm not like the biggest Cody Rhodes fan, okay? I, I know I said something on the show about a month I and am. a half ago that kind of that, that, that frightened you. <laughs> I am not the biggest Cody Rhodes fan. I respect his... Uh, his hustle. I, I respect re- the hustle. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. I mean, I respect his uh, commitment hey, to hey, sports hey, entertainment. <laughs> ain't nobody did it. Listen, I'm going to keep it 100. Ain't nobody did it bigger than him since he left. No one's done it bigger than him. And if he feels like, yo, I'm the guy who got y'all, who helped y'all get on TV, I'm the guy who brought y'all this, I'm the guy who brought y'all that, whatever, whatever, fuck what the fans booing got to say, right? I was a big deal. I was the face of this shit in 2019. I was, I was, I was touting the flag heavy. That's fucked up, yo. That's on the level of like, that. that's fucked up. That That's a, that's a big fumble, bro. And I think that he should have got his bag. If if he say, if he say yo I, I, I want I want to make what punk making I want to make because the thing is they, these guys weren't getting raises how was this working? If Chris Jericho has to negotiate his deal, you go undercut Chris Jericho. Yes, <laughs> I wouldn't know, but but Chris Jericho's the most popular name on your show. You know what I'm saying? It's like for instance, it's like the Lakers. It's like Kobe Bryant and the Lakers, even past Kobe's prime they're still giving Kobe Bryant the bag because he's Kobe Bryant. He represents more than just a great basketball player. He is a award. He is a piece. He is the face of the franchise. And you don't just abandon that. The same thing would happen. Like if if they were trying to re-sign Chris Jericho and Chris Jericho wanted more money, what are they going to say? No, they can't. I think they would say no. Uh, it, I they would say no because they can't afford anybody else because they would assign all these people. <laughs> exactly. I think I think Tony loves having CM Punk. He loves having Brian Danielson, and he loves having like that 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 playground of indie guys that he had. Adam Cole too. He loves having those guys. I think the bigger picture here is that I hate saying this shit. I hate it. Trust me, I hate it. I don't want to say it, but Cody kind of created his own pop culture moments for himself you know what i'm saying like he had become kind of bigger than that company he was in his own universe he was in his own universe bro he had his own shit a great tweet that i just saw that uh stack guy gregory tweeted he's from um great brian last someone asked from him from Cornette. Yeah, someone asked him, do you think the product improves without Cody? And it says, I don't think anything changes minus the loss of one Cody segment every few weeks that has nothing to do with the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I think... The Cody verse. <laughs> I think as much as people are saying it's, it's a big loss, like, I think it's a big loss behind the scenes, yes. In terms of that, like the TV, I don't think much is going to change. Sometimes he wasn't on the show and the show was still bad. I watched Dynamite. I watch Dynamite. <laughs> like, it's it's a bad show. <laughs> no, show. I mean last week, bad... last week was a good show. I'm gonna give him that. Last week was a good show. I didn't watch. Uh, <laughs> I feel like my senses was like never watch it when it's good. <laughs> so it's like I don't know, man. Like you know, all signs are pointing to. I've heard things. Should I say what I heard? 
Um, yeah, we should say what we heard at this point because it's uh, the, all the rumors are all the rumors are going that. Um, well, l- let's kind of take it a step further from him leaving AEW. He's been in conversations with the WWE, and a lot That's of sources are confirming that they're becoming a lot more concrete. I assume as time continues to go on, because honestly, where else would he go? <laughs> yeah, he's not going to ROH. Um. I mean, they they got the bag for it. I know a lot of people were like, "Well, what the ROH? Who that? Well, Where that?" <laughs> they released so many people. He's gonna take. He's gonna take someone else's. I'm like, listen, man, this ain't this ain't someone else's money. <laughs> this is <laughs> money. This is not not Keith money. <laughs> yeah, this ain't Keith's money. This is that's not how companies work. But yes, yeah, they just like AEW's letting people go. WWE let people go. And I'm pretty sure that they they cut Cody the check of checks. And I'm hearing that it's going to be Seth and Cody. Mm. That's just rumors. That's just speculation. We just do speculation. Um, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. My source. My source is good in the hood. So. (laughs) How would you feel? How would you feel about that? How would you feel about? Oh, uh, Cody got to get that that head stomped in. Yeah, <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> yeah, no, I got to get that head stomped in. I absolutely one hundred percent agree with you. I don't know. All that, Go ahead. All that shit talk. All that shit talk. All that throne breaking. All that. All of that bullshit you were saying. Get that. Get that head stomp, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cody's gonna. I mean, I think the promos are gonna be definitely interesting. Kind of how they proceed from here. Like, how do you proceed? architect architect, you know versus the architect of another company he comes in you know i i created something they're not gonna gonna have his gimmick being around i was the other they didn't even really do that with rick flair they kind of even did like yo it was a real world champion but they never was like he created wcw um they were essentially like (laughs) he's gonna come in and it's like y'all know who i am and y'all know why i'm here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool too. That's cool too. But he he they got he got to say I'm. It's glad to be back home. I'm glad to be back home. Yeah, I wouldn't even say and home because I feel like Loki. He's going back. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna bounce back. <laughs> to I, me. I, I don't think he is. He said that he wanted to retire at forty. So we'll see. We'll see if he Rest believes. It happened, man. Like I, I never believed the retire at forty stuff. We were just on. Um, we were just yeah. doing the X eight. We were doing the X eight diaries. 20 years ago, Goldberg said, I don't, Sting said, actually, Sting said, I have no plans to wrestle ever again. <laughs> Sting said but, that but, in 2002. Yeah. Is, this, is this company even going to have a bag and, and the amount of care put into it by the time he swings back around? Let's... I mean, a lot of things could change. Hopefully something changes. I would hope yeah. that something changes in the future regarding kind of like how they decide to do business. But I do think that this, this, you know, this departure of Cody will kind of make them take a step back and look at kind of how they do things. And I'm going to spoil something for you. It ain't. But no, nah, I feel like more so it's like now we have the liberty to kind of like, since it's obviously that we're letting go people, don't be surprised when we let people go is what I'm assuming that's going to happen. I already told you my little speculation, man. I don't feel like, I feel like Miro's days in, in, in AEW are numbered. Because he has not been a fixture on the show. He's been injured. Um, they made him lose the championship. He didn't even get a rematch. He's kind of not been figured. 
he was another gimme. I got him. He was another gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha Vince. Like when you sign people like that, it's the same. It's the same way with, with, with WWE. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when, when you sign people like that, when you sign people to take them away and be like, well, I got them now. It never it, it ends up being really transparent. Right. And Instead the, of the, looking the, how it affects your own business and how exactly. they fit into the model of what you guys are doing moving forward. And I think that's what WWE is doing a lot with their releases and also their signings. Like, how do they fit in the model that we're going forward over the next 10 to 15 years? Like, absolutely. Where we see where we're at. And, and a lot of the signings, like you said, yeah, have definitely been a gotcha. I've definitely been. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about one that happened recently pretty soon. But, like, how does they f- fit within the model of how AEW is going to move forward? And, honestly, I don't see it for a lot of people who signed last year or two. I, I mean, Miro might have a couple more, might have a year or so much more in this deal. But I don't think his deal gets renewed. Um, I think a lot of the early cats... Their deals aren't gonna. Yeah, Joey Janela was like, I don't even know. If, I don't know what the hell's going on. Hey, listen, man, Twitch hiring. <laughs> <laughs> Twitch hiring. Oh my god! I'll, I get y'all a job. Uh, so, I mean, that leads us to the next speculation. This is huge too. Huge, huge week of news, and it just happened right before this. Rumors are out that WWE's put the feelers out to Stone Cold Steve Austin mm. to have a match with Kevin Owens at WrestleMania. When we say this bag, I knew I knew things was different when they when they said a Billy last week. They would have to pay Stone Cold Steve Austin a lot for him to consider wrestling again because, and you know what's crazy? This is going to come up on another episode of the X Eight Diaries that I'm thinking of because we kind of got. 20 years ago, I mean, he's wrestled 19 years ago, but 20 years ago, I feel like started kind of the decline of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And personally, I think it was all mental before it got actual physical. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do think it's the same case with Stone Cold Steve Austin, which is why he hasn't wrestled because he is a perfectionist to the point where if he feels like it's not going to be the best, if he feels like he's not looking I'm going to wait till Stone Cold Steve Austin passes by. Um, <laughs> if, if, when I, if I feel like he's not looking the best, if I feel like he, if he feels like he can't present the same product in a way that is even similar or um, something to kind of him at his peak, I feel like he doesn't want to do it because he doesn't want to step on the legacy. Because he, he has a cushy gig now. He's broken skull sessions. He has, you know, podcast. Mm. He has a television show. He has all these other things. He hosts. He does all these things. He's good. He's straight. I'm interested in how the money breaks down, but he's straight. Um, you gotta, if, if, and I told you this yesterday, if Stone Cold says, give me 10 million, you get, you pay the 10 million for Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, no ifs, ands, or buts. P- period. If you had ten, if you if you had ten million, Stone Cold said, "I'll come through." Yes, yes I would give exactly. him the ten million. Yeah, and I'll come through. I'll turn it up for one night, and I'm out. You don't even hesitate, because I think if he gave that same opportunity to Tony Khan, if he said ROH, they they gonna put out a loan like the Tinder Swindler <laughs> <laughs> to pay that shit, because he gonna turn you up. He gonna put the asses in the seats. You paying that, and then you and then to to put him there. Like there, there, to me, it's always reasons for shit, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, let's say this doesn't happen. Okay, you still, you know, it's still fine. It's st- he's still going to be there in some capacity, right? Right. But I think the the perfect storm of 
yo, we re-signed Kevin Owens. We want to give him something big. So if he's not going to get the title, what else are we going to give him? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got Seth Rollins. He's done really great stuff with us. What are we going to do? We're going to, we're going to do this for him. You make the biggest show that you can and you pull out all the stops. There's people that have pictures from literally uh, last year. I want to say last August. I think Novak put it in our, in our um, A-show Discord of Stone Cold Training. Training for what? <laughs> I don't know. He's in a ring. He in a ring. But it's fueling the speculation now that people are hearing this. Now listen. If they if this happens, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't know what this is gonna look like, bro. I really don't know what this is gonna look like. Will I be excited? Fuck yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin is him. He is the goat. <laughs> so yes, this ain't like stink. This ain't like Tony <laughs> Blanchard. <laughs> This ain't like Tully Blanchard, nigga. This is this is Stone Cold. He turned it up. If the company making a billion, you got the money. Sign the nigga. Do it. Even if it's five minutes. Ten million, do it. Right. Stone Cold Steve Austin is 57 years old. Let's see. How old is Undertaker? Undertaker just retired. How old is Undertaker? Oh, okay. Oh, he's not the first Undertaker that pops up on uh, Wikipedia. That's sad. Um, fifty six. I don't know if it's some a fifty something year. I feel like listen. I get I get what you're saying definitely. And if it was to see Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle, I'm, bruh. I saw him just appear on MSG. My life was made. No matter no matter how deplenished, when the glass breaks, I ain't never seen it. (laughs) The glass break, the walk down with the talking shit in between. That Dallas, the roof's going to come the fuck off on that place. It's going to come the fuck off. They're going to sell merch saying, I was there. I'm when Stone Cold Steve Austin came back. Put my mask in there and be like, fuck it. I'm good. Kill me now. <laughs> yeah, I, I said it. I was like, I, I, can, I can go. Like, th- listen, this, it's a diff- this is a different type of hit than, than the people that have come back before because he has never come back, ever. So even if it's just to him, for him to come in, Stomp a mud hole, do the Thez press, stunner, all, KOs down, give us some beer. That's that's all he's gonna do. That's worth it. We know this not gonna be a five star match, and he got to know that. <laughs> he has to know that. KO ain't KO ain't no pop up power bomb. <laughs> no, <laughs> also they pop it out. <laughs> he he has to know this ain't gonna be a five star. Like he has to know it's not. This this is gonna be something to say to the investors. Look at what we was able to do. This is our universe. This is this is the WWE universe right here. That's oh, what they're trying to build. Listen, they're gonna have everybody there. Every small, big, large, small. Every company is gonna be in that fucking suite at the same time. And it's like I think Stone Cold is about to wrestle. You got thirty uh-huh. minutes. Be there, be square, and bring your checkbook. <laughs> Period. Period. And then we got coming up next. Right? <laughs> Oh, didn't, didn't have Cody. Listen, the Cody's uh, broken skull sessions. Woo! Probably gonna do numbers. <laughs> that broken skull sessions. Chat me up about what it's like backstage AEW. <laughs> so you was in the other company, and you know, chat me up. You know, just just tell me how it was. They say the bag ain't big enough. Chat me up. Now you doing business for yourself? <laughs> doing business? All right. I do business. How's your relationship with Vince? <laughs> he loves somebody. Uh, somebody, 
Mike Straw Media, who's been leaking a lot of uh, WW2K22 stuff, just tweeted, I decided to hop on the Cody Rhodes news train myself. He said, I texted a source from the AEW game about him being in it when it comes out. They said no. I mean, that's fucked up. That's that's fucked up. Kenny Omega probably opened up the module and deleted him himself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, probably was like, whoops. I mean, he he hit the... uh, he hit what Cam did when Jay Z put his verse on Oh Boy. <laughs> Say, hey, yo, delete that shit. <laughs> oh my God. You know how you play WWF No Mercy? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay. You remember how obviously there was a storyline for Big Show, but Big Show wasn't in the game <laughs> and it was Steven yeah. Richards the entire time? That's, yeah. what, that's what they're going to do with Cody. They're going to replace the Cody part and probably put it in the fucking. Uh, that's funny, man. It is. It is what it is. But nah, they put they put a heavy delete on that. Nah, it's delete. They were going on Cody DLC right now for the WWE. 2K. <laughs> can we get the? Can we get the tattoo? Can we? No, we got time. But listen, man, th- these two big, <clears throat> you know, signings are indicative of of also no game, bigger... no news on the release. <laughs> we know that he's on the game, but we don't know when the game's coming out. Yeah, when is it? Yeah, we got we know when the other game coming out. It got kind of quiet when 2K22 started to look good. <laughs> like nobody was really talking no more. <laughs> we don't like we don't know it's good, but like, you know, the conversation is decidedly more positive, wouldn't you say? I would agree. <laughs> yeah. So those, those are the those are the big two. And, and listen, man. This, again, this 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 goes to show like they're trying to get over a Billy. They're trying to get 1.5 next. Then they're trying to get to they're trying to get to Disney levels. And I think you're I, I honestly think people are crazy if they don't think that they can do that with with all of the the investments that they have in, in certain stuff. Like, I think it's crazy that they if people don't think that that's possible for this company at this point, especially if they're going to do that type of stuff. Right. So um, next up. Brock Lesnar. How what a. What a what a great guy great time i had a great time while just watching it and having it open um and we're talking about his interview with pat mcafee on the pat mcafee show um yes who knew I, this was his first bit of press for anything in my mm. opinion in like almost two decades kind of maybe he doesn't talk he doesn't talk like and, and the reason we were setting aside so much time for this interview usually we don't do that is because of how monumentous of a thing this is he i mean he he goes on pat mcafee he breaks the table that the mic is on within two minutes of him being there and i said oh we got something here <laughs> you know it's interesting because so i'm watching this interview and i feel like I'm seeing much more of the mature side of Brock, even though it's like a lot of immature shit that was being said in the show. But I think he's really finding himself, especially with this new gimmick, especially with kind of how he's approaching his character now in WWE with his evolution, with his change. Listen, Brock Lesnar can change. Biggie, I'm sure you can find it in there somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But I think just in general, I think he's approaching this now from like, I'm much more, I'm comfortable enough with myself and the things that I've been doing. I've been doing this for very long. I'm at a great place in my life where I feel like I'm not completely anxious to talk about these things. And maybe, you know what, possibly it may be because Pat McAfee is kind of so disarming yet alarming at some points, Mm -hmm. but 
maybe it's because he's so disarming, he knows that he's in great hands and capable hands. Um, because if it was anybody else who's asking him, they're asking, they're probably probing him about like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? Why'd you come here? Why'd you do that? But I think he knew what kind of interview it was going to be. Um, and he just felt very comfortable and it was fun and I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, it was really, really good. And I think what was, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, he, he talks about how at the beginning of COVID, which was just, it just so happens that his contract with WWE was up. And remember, he disappeared. We had no clue where Brock was after that. And we saw him pop up in the, in the, in the bearded butchers thing last year. And, um, I, I think that it was really funny to, to hear him talk about the story because he was just like, yeah, I was laying low. I was hunting. I was doing all this stuff. But we're thinking, you know, people were like, well, he's negotiating a contract. He may never come back. You know, we never know. You know, no one knew what he was doing. But he's just chilling, hanging with his family. And and I think the one thing that, that I got from this interview was that he is just very much uh, an isolated guy. And it's funny because Paul Heyman's always said that. But to hear him say it is kind of like, OK, like. I get why he's like this. He says, I'm awkward as fuck. Like I, 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 you know, it's, it's tough for him to be in, in large groups of people for a very long time. And right. you understand once, once you kind of hear how he lives his life, like he's a very secluded type of guy. My man bought acres of land. He had to become a Canadian citizen to do it. He's lived a life. It's very, very interesting. Like, and, and to hear him even talking openly about his kids, like you kind of forget he has kids. Um, mm-hmm. Which He's is, got like a daughter. He got like a daughter and two sons, right? Yeah. And they're like, I mean, I'm pretty sure one is over 18 years old because I think he had his first daughter when he was signed in his first run during WWE or first child yeah. at least. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's kind of interesting to kind of see how the man has matured and kind of grown up right in front of our own eyes mm-hmm. and kind of like, you know, what he considers his own, you know, what makes him comfortable and what makes him happy. And stuff like that, like looking at it beyond wrestlers or wrestling and stuff like that. Even though he had a bar about wrestlers these days, which I understand. Before we get to that part, before we get to that part, because that's that's the part that everyone's just hanging on. He talks about when he left WWE and and the situation that led to that, and he kind of compared. Um, he kind of compared it to uh, him, you know, Vince to, to Dana White. And he said, you know, they're so different, but he's just like, you know, Vince was a father figure to me and he's always been a father figure to me. Dana's more like a business type partner to him. But he's, he talks about when he left and he said, you know, I had to go out and do things on my own. And, you know, he he got a big money deal from from WWE and he said, you know what, I don't want it. And then he, he wanted to do things on his own. Like Brock, as a, it's, it's, it's funny, like listening to his journey, because this is a guy that's always seemed like he just wanted to kind of find himself. Like he wanted to kind of find what he was good at. This motherfucker's good at everything. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> nah, you're, you're completely right. I mean, he's been so, I guess, very so much important to this whole thing that they've been doing over last. I feel like Brock Lesnar's, I always feel like they need to be the last, we need that last dance documentary on Brock Lesnar, but I'm not sure if you'll ever will do it. Um, I think he would. Taker did it. You never said that we, we thought that Taker would never do it. I think Brock would do it. Hopefully they sell it to like Netflix or something and not put it on Peacock. Um, but I feel like he's been such a big part of kind of like the model of WWE that's been understated, especially with this resurgence. And they're now like their prime and stuff like that. He's been pretty much 
the attraction, all the major parts. And he kind of sets the barometer. I think he reminded people a lot in a way of what an attraction can be and what it takes to become an attraction. And I think that's how we get Roman that we are now. And I think that's what a lot of guys are kind of should be, or hopefully they are anticipating that they strive for someone who beyond, yes, you can wrestle and Brock Lesnar can wrestle. And I think we all know that at this point, but to be, mm-hmm. to understand like how he becomes an attraction and how he becomes the guy, he becomes the needle mover. Um, before Roman coined the term, I mean, he was the needle mover. I think it's, I don't even know if it's understated, but I think it's just something that needs to be stated again. Yeah, he had um, <clears throat> he had really good things to say about Roman. He was like, Roman moves the needle. He he has really good things to say about Seth. Really, really cool to hear him talk about his peers. But anything else? Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore, good matches, like like five star matches. You don't give a Brock damn. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> don't ask him about that. He couldn't even he couldn't even answer Pat. Pat was was great here. I thought he did have the tendency to to um interrupt Brock too much. I, f- I feel like Brock, you know, he takes a he takes a he takes a while to um kind of formulate his thoughts in the interview. And I hate when like interviewers kind of just take over. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to hear more of Brock's thoughts, but he talks about obviously, you know, how he looks at the business. He says he he only this is a business about making money. And I think a lot of people don't want to hear that, but it is. When, I think the big argument for the past couple of weeks has been people um saying that you can't teach these college athletes how to love pro wrestling. Brock says he didn't actually watch pro wrestling until he was in college, which I thought was really interesting, but they understand the mindset of it and how to make this thing work because they understand how to make money and perform. Brock is really one of the, he he's a masterclass in that you got Gable Stevenson coming in. He's going to have to learn that, that mindset too, as well as learning how to create and, and craft matches really well. But I think with Brock saying that it puts in perspective what, you know, maybe WWE's thinking now in terms of like, we don't need flippy guys anymore because Brock even said it right there. And this is what we were, we were, we were alluding to. Brock says, these people need to learn how to put asses in seats and stop worrying about doing the same high spots over and over and over again. And that got people fucking pissed for, for what? <sighs> I mean, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm just saying, like, I think the, in the history of the business is always shown that it's true. And you always look at the top guys in the business and it doesn't even have to be just WWE, but they have this intangible factor that makes them a draw. And it's a lot bigger than can they wrestle or can they go in the ring? Randy Orton is one of the biggest draws I think in WWE history. And his intangible isn't that he is an amazing wrestler. It's because he's managed to formulate this character and he has this one of a kind uh, kind of move and it's really transcended that you look at I mean you look at you could look at everybody else Uncle Steve Austin Ric Flair uh, you know John Cena um, <laughs> Roman Reigns at this point Brock Lesnar these major draws over the last number of years and it's never been really about the end ring stuff it's about finding that entire package um, but there's some people who who love the in-ring stuff because they love professional wrestling. And that is 100% cool as well. Um, I think Daniel Bryan himself has kind of made it. So he's like a attraction, but within a wrestling realm, it's not really gone beyond the walls of professional wrestling, but I think he's 100% content and fine with that. I think he's going to be gone down as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And it's going to be true. Um, But I think Brock is looking like, 
one of the reasons, you know, I think he's looking at it like, yo, one of the reasons I'm still here is because of a Roman and what they've done mm-hmm. and, 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 and building a new character and building someone that they can face off with at WrestleMania. And I think he wants more though. He wants more paydays. He wants more big checks. He wants more everything. And to do that, they have to create new stars. Yeah. I, I, I think what, what, what's like really awesome about, that interview was that like not only does he see it just kind of as a business but he's he's more in tune he's more in love with it than he's ever been like he's having a blast and one thing that was interesting to me i don't, I don't know if you caught it was that he said that this character of brock as the good guy is really closer to really what he's like in real life and i thought that was really interesting because we've known him as you know this motherfucking stoic beast of a person but this brock i'm I'm finding that i'm enjoying a lot more because he's just really just a silly guy that can beat your ass and and i think that that you know that's why i enjoy this so much and it's, it's great to know that he just feels so comfortable with it man's a gem he's a yeah. gem i don't know what else to say like he's a gem he's one of a kind he's gonna go down as one of the greatest of all time because of it's it's, it's i don't think we had anyone except I mean, you could say John Cena, but I think John Cena was so entrenched in things that he mm-hmm. just kind of leveled out to be a wrestler. But you can't. He's in a different kind of stratosphere. I think Brock Lesnar is like he's, he's just different. And this interview was very enlightening and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I thoroughly ask anyone who. um, Pretty much anyone, if you got time, listen to it. It's the only it's time like you really. Yeah, it's the only time you're really going to hear Brock speak. <laughs> it's like 48 minutes long. Um, I, I my dumb ass tried to sit through the whole thing and i had to like end up fast forwarding <laughs> through, the fuck I through the entire thing baby <laughs> including the football talk um okay maybe not that but i sat through most of it <laughs> yeah yeah you know i ain't sitting through that football talk boy um was there any i think that was like the biggest i mean those are definitely the biggest yeah uh, yeah. we got we had a debut on AEW television. They talked about last week on the show, but Keith Lee is officially all elite as we expected. They actually talked about mm-hmm. that on the Patreon last week. So if you if there's any uh if there's anything to subscribe to the Patreon because we knew it before he was actually gonna land. Um that's definitely an indictment to make sure you sign up. But uh Keith Lee, how do you feel like he looks? How do you feel like he's being do you feel like it, this could be something truly beneficial for his career? Um, time will tell. Damn, time will tell. You no, know they hate a fucking. They hate a motherfucking. Uh, let's play it out. You know they hate yeah. a fucking. Let's play it out. Why would you say that? Why? Would- I think you got to let it play out, considering everything they've done with with like like Keith Lee ain't a regular talent that they have there. He's a big guy. They don't normally sign big guys like that. Um, there's, there was to, to me, I think a lot of the guys that got released from their contracts at WWE, like some of them were like unfinished in a way, you know what I mean? Like if that means anything, like a lot of them had, they, they, they didn't get like that package. Like, you know, you know how a lot of people like, yo, Adam Cole looked bigger in WWE. You know, that's because of the way they presented him. You know what I'm saying like because he lived in a gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he lived in a gym. He looked bigger, he, and he was presented bigger. Yeah, <clears throat> I have to, I have to see how they present Keith Lee. Like as as a as a constructive as I can be for someone that is a fan of the guy, 
I don't like the new song. I felt like he still seemed a bit behind, like like in terms of just like, like I don't want to see this guy doing the moonsaults and shit no more because it just doesn't seem like he like he seems he seems too big for that now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I feel like he should have just squashed it, squashed dude. I, I thought the match. Somebody was well, it was four minutes. Oh, they should have been like t- twenty seconds. Nah, you know what? I I liked. I think it's because he's a very show offy kind of guy, and, it, and you know what? It's actually similar to probably his debut in the E. Um, cause I went to go back and look at that as well. And, you know, he was actually kind of smaller in <laughs> that one, to be honest with you. Um, but time and everything like that. But, uh, I thought his debut was good. I liked that it was a showcase of kind of what he had and they gave it time to all marinate in. Um, because if it was like 20 seconds, like, you know, they get, they have hook beating people in like 20 seconds. Like they, you know, it, it just is what it is, but it, well, be- why can why can hook that's the thing that's that's you literally just you literally just said like what what really is the 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 impetus behind what behind what i said how can this this little dude beat people in 20 seconds but keith lee has to go not 50 50 but have to take so long to like we didn't need to get, get all his shit out right now you leave that to the imagination to see if he's going to still do that type of shit and then in his big the, the big ladder match that they're going to do have him break all that shit out there i think he, i also think he hasn't really shown everything at least in that match he didn't show everything that he had I, I feel like he it was the, a lot of pain. He already did the catch the tope move and all that shit. He did that already. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's got um I feel like he's still got some stuff in the tank. It'll be interesting to see how they kind of present him. They're putting him in this ladder match. Um they need, I think, you know, one of the things I think is underrated is that you kind of need a plan for these people at the end of the day. Like you really need to incorporate a plan um, of how they're going to like if Keith Lee is going to be win this ladder match, I hope it is so because I would hope they didn't just bring him on without a plan and then he like aimlessly like teaming up with, you know, some Joe Schmo out of nowhere. I hope there is actually a plan for him, but you gotta you gotta see um who else is gonna be in the match. If I feel like there's gonna be somebody that's like you know, bigger than that, then I feel like Keith Lee might not win. But the thing is, is that they too many times we've seen them hot shot certain stuff, and then after like the first the first angle, they have nothing else for them. Miro, we talked about him earlier. They did the same thing with him. They have to have a plan. You're right, they do. And I'm not gonna say this is a you know everyone's like this is a blue chipper for AEW. This is a blah blah. Yeah, it is. But y'all said the same thing about Miro. Y'all said the same thing about Lance Archer. Said the I same would hope they about, didn't say the same thing about Lance old ass Archer. <laughs> well, they absolutely did. There was a bunch of people so they said the same thing about Eddie Kingston. Game changer. Game changer is what they say. Everyone's a game changer. Keith Lee is to me a legitimate game changer. I feel like they're because the thing is, I feel like with everyone that they whiff on, it 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 will like not whiff, but everyone that they kind of is not doing anything, they prove the they prove the other company right. Right? Like if you're not doing something with Nero, who by all intents and purposes should be doing a bunch in your company, you 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 kind of make everyone who was like, oh yeah, that they they definitely they they had nothing in the tank with with them. They make that makes them look right. Right. Do something with Keith Lee. Do something with Keith Lee. I agree. Like, don't let him fall to the wayside. Protect this guy. But if it don't happen that way, what's the conversation going to be, Mills? What's it going to be? <laughs> 
don't tell me because I've already had my old back and forth about this Adam Cole thing. They're giving Adam Cole the title shot. Shout out to the belt looking bigger than him. But they're giving yeah, Adam <laughs> they're giving Adam Cole the title shot. And people are already rewriting history and essentially saying, like, yo, people was like, yo, he looks like a schmo. Like, he wasn't going up against the top guys. I was like, he was absolutely looking like a schmuck for the last number of months. Don't let it fool. Don't let that win loss fool you because everyone in that company has a winning record. <laughs> and, and also, if he was falling to the wayside in the first six months and he does win that belt. Come on. Come on now. After a loss. They don't count that loss. It was an unsanctioned match. You know, the only person I feel like actually is doing the process right, and they, well, actually the two people I feel like who are doing the process right, Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. As long as this damn MJF feud has gone, and I'm just waiting, I'm just assuming they were just waiting for the pay per view. Um, he has been doing it right. He took his first loss against MJF, which I think was a big deal, and I think it was something that should have happened. Um, but I think like they're really taking their time with a lot of stuff, even with Daniel Bryan. I mean, I think Daniel Bryan should have won the damn belt, but here we are. I mean, it is what it is. Um, we should probably yeah. get ready to go on break, and then we'll we'll come back with our guests. Yeah, let's uh let's let's go on break, and and after um after the break, we we got a we got a really cool guest, and 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 you know we we love being all about you know not just about wrestling, not just about one certain thing. And, and I think that this guest is, is really just, um, is really proof that, that, that that's where we're going. Who, can, can we say who our guest is, Mill? Our guest. Oh, we're about to introduce him. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can introduce him after the break. So uh, when we come back from the A-Show, we're going to be talking to Elimination Chamber. And we're going we're gonna to be talking to our, uh, our very special guest here on the A-Show when we come back from break. I gotta queue up a. What was the what's the best like way to break here? I'm trying to queue up a, a, a sound clip. There was a lot of shit that happened. I tried to pull up the Brock Lesnar shit and I played myself. How about because was, how about was mad as you know what we should do? We should play the song. <laughs> we should. Play, I don't know if we can get away with this. Can we play the song from our guest? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we, I think we can. We can do that. All right, so we'll be back <laughs> with more of the A Show up next. First of all, I don't mean no disrespect, so you can check me if I'm wrong. In the past, you told me no, but nowadays a yes is strong. I can't figure it out. I just know that I think about you more than anyone I've met before. So hear me out. We are back on the A Show, and we have a special guest, the guest that we've been hyping up this entire episode. He is R&B singer. Man is from a great, great wrestling state, by the way. Kevin Owens has been kind of barring y'all up, to be honest <laughs> with you, on Raw. On Raw from the state oh, of Texas, San Antonio, we've been barring y'all up. But um, great singer, just dropped. New single has been had amazing new projects over the last number of years. Last week, I just revisited your tiny desk because I was on a tiny oh, desk. Man. Like you can kind of like re like really binge all the tiny desk at yeah. once. My wife like, does. 
<laughs> I, I love that shit. But you have Xavier Omar on the A Show. Welcome, bro. Thank you for coming through. Thank y'all for having me. This is gonna be a lot of fun. I don't get to do my nerd talk of wrestling very often, so this is great. <laughs> Luckily, we do that every single week. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ass. I mean, we're here every single week talking about this stuff, man. Like, listen. But first of all, how have you been, man? How how are you? Are I'm good. Like, you know, I, I had my daughter. We had our daughter two months ago. Almost, almost three Congrats. now. Thank you. So I've just legitimately been adjusting to dad life and everything this year, like from becoming a fully independent artist again to becoming a father. It's just it's been a lot to take in. So I'm glad we've been able to just be at home and just kind of learn and live life. Oh, excuse me. And also still have the opportunity to create a little bit. And I mean a little bit, like <laughs> just every so often, like have the opportunity to create and then be comfortable enough to have moments like this where we can just, you know, sit and have conversations and I'm not worried about the baby falling asleep and dying. And you know what I mean? Like just craziness. We're, we're, that's we're the new parent. Stages. That's the, like the new parent, like trauma is like, yo, yeah, like, <laughs> something gonna happen. I mean, but yeah. nonetheless, listen, we, we're here. Um, we're here to promote. Obviously, there's there's a new single that you dropped. You dropped yeah. a new single a couple of days ago called "Feelings for You." I love yeah. it. Um, I think a lot of fans. Actually, we have a lot of fans. So we have an A Show network. So it's not even mm-hmm. just us doing this podcast. It's a ton of other cast doing this podcast as well yeah. we got people on the war report we got another show called the rewriters room we got our social media manager entire black hub of wrestling black wrestling fans doing this damn thing and a lot of our a lot of people on our network are fans of yours man like to be honest and i'm i remember the first song i heard from you was afraid yeah um, the red bull you know collaboration and stuff like that shout out to justin also worked at rebel at some point there as well yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. okay um but yeah, one of the and then it's just kind of been rolling from there. I mean, the 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 collaborations with Sango, the the, the album that dropped in 2020. Um, if you feel, yeah, just amazing work, man. How did you feel about kind of getting back with uh with feelings for you and at least getting back and kind of like putting music back out there, especially since now you're independent and 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 you know, <laughs> it's a grind itself. Yeah, so that's part of why you know what's happened with the song has been a has been more hurtful than. I guess any other time is because, you know, you step back out independently again, you get everything together. Um, literally, we, di- we didn't even have distribution. It's just through my business, right? I just, mm-hmm. I'm working with um, these producers and people I've made relationships with over the years. We put together, I feel like a beautifully crafted record and, you know, run into some still super vague infringement issues to where the song's not even up on streaming right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on any of them, you know, kind of just slowly fell off of each of the platforms. So uh, we're working on number one, how to resolve whatever the issue is, because, you know, we we feel like we have a perfect stance um, on at least on our part of everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to get that solidified. But also, you know, I got, I've got great friends, great, great um, homies who also produce as well. And they're trying to, you know, see what what's possible to do to get the record back up without you know, causing any more problems or issues, you know, just maybe remaking it somehow. So just to get it back to the people, because that's my number one thing. While a lot of fans have suggested, hey, why don't you put it on the Web3 market? You know, it's different there. They don't own the music. They can't do this and they can't do that. But I'm like, that's cool. But then like a handful of y'all get the record and I make a lot of money, but it's not for the people anymore. 
So will I do an NFT or a couple like sure, but I don't want to take away from the people what had th- this was for them and they've already had it and it got taken from them, you know. Mm-hmm. So right. it's it's about it's about you know making that music for them. And so having that opportunity to do that on our own terms again with my team at Moon Artists, like it's though this first you know bump in the road has been significant. You know, we've done this before. We we did it all the way up until 2018, uh, when I got mm-hmm. signed by RCA until you know so we're starting back up and i'm excited i've got more music that i want to release throughout the year as well and yeah we, we're gonna get things moving man listen man let's be i mean i i hope so i heard the single I've, i had it i downloaded it all the other stuff like that but you know what i can't wait till it's ready can't wait till yeah. you can at least hear it on your instagram i mean it's it's there yeah. so you can at least if you want to <laughs> sample of how it's gonna feel how feelings <laughs> for you make you feel um it's definitely there on the instagram but listen, this is not the only thing I found on this on this Instagram. I actually have to go in a little bit. Yo, okay, you okay. have a lot of bruh. Yes, sir. <laughs> Wait, here, my Let thing me... about that. My thing about that. <laughs> Sting, really? Sting, man. <laughs> well, look. So it, I've never legitimately. Well, that's my second year of my life ever dressing up for Halloween. Right? <laughs> So the obviously the first year was last year. Me and my wife were Miles and Gwen, uh, but I felt because of like my hair, I could pull off the Sting thing. It was either, either going to be like Sting or Taker or somebody, right? But I felt like with Sting, I could get close to like some realism with the costume because of the yeah. face paint and all that stuff. And it's just like I've never actually done a real close to a cosplay type of thing, and I wanted to do it. And Sting right. is for me. So is he like? The greatest ever, anything like that? Of course not. But he's he's still iconic. His nickname is the icon for a reason. So it was just it was cool to do. Um, It's actually funny enough. It's like WWE's makeup stuff that they did. Um, They had like some kind of um, deal with like a fun shop. I forget what the name of the place was. It's it's super cheap. (laughs) It's it's super cheap. That that whole thing was like forty dollars, including the, the flappy boots. Well, I so. think that, I, I think that you're way you're you're way more athletic and and healthy than Stink is. So. Oh, he has it. He has an agenda. Stink. Don't let him Stink shame you. Um, definitely, definitely different these days for him. But you know, we we bruh. it's like it's like when we think about Taker, we think about Taker in the old days. You know what I mean? Listen, I've wanted replica <laughs> belts for so long in my life, and I don't know. Maybe I mean, listen, it's my birthday in like two days. Maybe I should just cop one. That NXT, that NXT belt is, is is gleaming. So, are you are you a big fan of NXT? Do, are you are you feeling two point Like, what what's, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I think my feelings on two point were mostly everybody's in the beginning, but I can see the vision as far mm-hmm. as a handful of them. Now, you, it's wrestling, so everybody's just not going to be great no matter what. Like, it's just mm-hmm. everybody's not going to translate well, or it's going to take some people some time to. Mm-hmm finally find a character that makes sense um but i'm all in on grayson waller braun breaker oats i love uh fatal toxic attraction excuse me um like i'm now i don't love the manny rose portion of it but i love the the two young girls that she's bringing up (laughs) why manny this bitch i'm not that bitch (laughs) manny i've never connected with manny as a wrestler as a character that's that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with her or anything bad is happening. I personally have never connected, but I I, really, I, I see why 
she's perfect, uh, a perfect bet to help those two come up in the system. Mm-hmm. Like, it just Absolutely. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, she, uh, she's been through it, and then she can lift those two up. I think that was, to me, what the idea was when it first started was yeah. you put the Kyle O'Reilly's next to this guy. You put Champa next to this guy. You put... You know, um, you know, Roddy versus Carmelo. You get all these guys ready, but now you're starting to see on the show they're getting away from that. These guys are starting to get yeah. over on their own. Melo's over on his own. Bron's right. over on his own. Grayson Waller is the most hated man on that show. I did love it on his own. He's <laughs> that man's totally different. He did the fl- he did the he did the roll over the barrier barricade to the stunner. I said, "Hey, man, <laughs> he got it, bro. He got it. I mean, it, it, it just is what it is, man. Like." I mean, we showed a lot of stuff like that. Actually, you know what I actually wanted to hear before we get into the big thing, wrestling talk like that. So I was listening to your podcast, actually, XO Creative Club. Oh, snap. Um, I forgot I had it. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I was I was going back. Listen, J- J5 and I are like, we we're previously journalists in a previous life. So okay. we, okay. when we do our when we do our research, we do our research. So we got to listen to a ton of different things. You have a story about Normani meeting Normani. I need to oh, hear man. that story. I need to hear that story, please, because I need <laughs> in terms of what happened. It's very um it's embarrassing in for me personally. I don't think it's I don't think it's viewed as a super embarrassing story as I tell it, but you just got to be me in the moment, right? So here we go. <laughs> So I am flying into LA because I'm about to sign my deal with RCA. You know, just excited. This is like June, July, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought we were going to the office, but it ended up being at this like studio spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we go up, we go up these stairs outside and it takes you to basically what's legitimately somebody's, it looks like they just kind of outfitted somebody's apartment and made it into studio spaces. Uh, so I'm up there. I'm not expecting anybody to be there, but Peter Edge from RCA, Tunji, who was my A&R, and maybe a couple other white people I don't know. You know, that's all <laughs> I really expect. So I'm like, I'm celebrating myself. I have my NXT championship. My whole thing is like, nigga, I'm next up. Like, this is me. Like, I'm I'm about to make this happen. So I, love I, got, I got that on me. And I'm thinking we're going to walk right into it and get the paperwork done. But it didn't happen that way. You hear some sessions going on. And I guess they were in a meeting with somebody at the moment. So you're just kind of waiting low-key in the kitchen of this like apartment setup. So we're right. just sit, sitting there waiting for a bit. And I just got this title over my shoulder. I'm there with my manager. We're just talking. And then out from one of the rooms comes Normani. <laughs> and she's in this like, I want to say she was in like these overalls, like short, like just thigh me out and glistening. <laughs> <laughs> and I forget, I think my AR introduces, oh, Normani, this is Xavier, Xavier Normani. And I'm like, hello. Just with the <laughs> title belt, just stupid. Oh my God, just stupid. Like, imagine you, anybody that you find attractive or anybody that you think is a superstar whatever you meet them and you're there doing your nerd thing as you meet yeah them. it's just like oh crap oh, like fuck. this is not how you're supposed to see me at first um so yeah it, it was just weird in that way and i'm just immediately sweaty and just acting <laughs> like everything's fine acting like i'm not freaking out in my mind that i'm meeting her at that moment right just, it, it, i don't even know what the conversation was it was a mess Oh my god. No, I mean at least she could have did she did she at least ask about the belt? Like damn, you got the I, I don't remember. I <laughs> she she probably did. 
I have no real memory of the conversation. I was too <laughs> thrown off to respectfully remember anything going on. Because I think I think she's even been like she's like performed at WrestleMania, so it's not like she doesn't. She sh- hopefully shouldn't know. Well, I don't. You know what? Actually, I don't know. People perform at various things. Uh, yeah, man, it's they, it's all. They could ask me to perform at the Super Bowl, but couldn't help you um <laughs> but it is what it is but oh my god that's an amazing story um we should get into because we kind of want to talk about the product that we have this far so elimination chamber is coming up on saturday mm-hmm. and single pay-per-view um <laughs> at this point it's a saudi pay-per-view so it's man it's, it's wrestlemania before wrestlemania at this point it's at 9 a.m for me <laughs> on saturday so that's that's my that's my uh that's my my Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> and hopefully it's not like five hours like all the other ones, to be honest with you, because some pay-per-views be long as hell. Have you ever gone to a WrestleMania, Xavier? I got to go to my first one. It was really cool. So um, I kind of somewhat grew up in the D.C. area. I spent like four years out there. Mm-hmm. So I, I like kind of idolized Wale for quite a while. And just through working and through RCA and Tunji. I eventually had the opportunity to make some records with him. Mm-hmm. And through that, we we had a friendship where we formed a friendship. And obviously, he's a big wrestling fan. So that comes up. And he's like, hey, I'm doing Wale Mania. You know, obviously, I'm going to be at WrestleMania. You slide out, and I'll take care of you. So I didn't get to go to Wale Mania, but I made it the day after. And he took me to my first WrestleMania. It was at um, MetLife, 35. So Wow. We were at the same Wale Mania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no, you just missed Wally Mania. We, yeah, it yeah. was the same WrestleMania thing. Oh, that's cool. I'm, I missed the I missed Wally Mania by a day, but went ahead and I made WrestleMania. It was very, very cool. I was second row as Kofi won the championship. Like, or was I first? I might have been first row. I don't even mm. remember. Uh first or second row. There's a small, very quick clip of me on the <laughs> network when they're saluting <laughs> the troops. Very quickly you see me. Um, so that was like a really a really fun moment. But I'm going again this year. Uh, this time, me and my how do you, I don't even know how to say this. It's my wife's brother in law. I don't know if that makes him my brother in law. I don't know how this. That would make him your brother in law. Yes, it does. Okay, cool. So my brother in law, we are going. <laughs> we are going to WrestleMania in in Dallas. He lives in Dallas, and I'm what four hours away. So we're going to both oh. nights. Damn. All right, Justin. Justin, maybe you should inform him about your deal of yeah. <laughs> when Wale took you to a wrestling show and what happened. I got fired. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? Long he was, story. Long story. It's a long story. He but, was somewhere uh, where he shouldn't have been. But now he's I where he's supposed to be. I absolutely should have been there. I called out. But whatever. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. But, uh, I, but we got Elimination Chamber. Emanating live from uh from Jeddah Saudi Arabia, uh, hey man, t- this show looks stacked. Okay, this show looks pretty fucking awesome. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, uh, this is our this is gonna be our last show, I believe, before WrestleMania. So we get like a good six or so weeks before we get to WrestleMania. Actually, no, I think it's a little bit less than that, or or is it? Because we get we got March, and then for about five weeks. Yeah, about five weeks or so. Yeah, we got a couple weeks before we hit WrestleMania. Yeah, before we get to WrestleMania. And what we do in these prediction shows, uh, Xavier, so what we do is we we, we we talk about the match, we give our predictions, and we give why we think this is going to happen. So this these gets these get kind of contentious sometimes between me and Mills. So if you got it, if you know, you can take a side, probably mine, hopefully mine. That's cool. <laughs> 
you want to stay, if you want to stay neutral, that's fine too. You can be the middleman. That's cool. So what, what we're gonna do? We're gonna start off with the first match here. This was just announced last night on Raw. Um, mm. I don't know if you guys saw right? Mills. What you think about Raw last night before we start? Um, it was a lot they packed in for sci-fi. Yes, <laughs> like, they were like, because I just remember I wasn't even paying attention to be honest with you, and then I saw, wow, we're getting Bianca versus Rhea Ripley for free. Yeah, <laughs> for like. 20 minutes and i was like holy shit okay great fucking um, match too. great fucking match yeah, yeah it was a great match man like um it was good there's a lot of good stuff on raw last night yeah, yeah it, it, was. Was. it was it was a good show the opening segment i thought again after listening to that brock lesnar interview and xavier if you haven't heard the brock lesnar pat mcafee interview as soon as we done here go check that shit out it, it's like the most candid you've ever heard you've ever heard him but like listening to that and seeing him on the show last night i was like i get it i get this character now this this is him this is who he is all the time now so like that that was an awesome segment but this was just announced last night ray mysterio versus the miz mm. this is the wwe 2k match <laughs> this is the you're on the cover wait 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 wait. this is your program they, they announced that for for elimination chamber yeah it's good yeah. It matches okay <laughs> hey, Listen, Ray, gotta, something he's got to do something. He got to get his pay his paycheck. And two K is probably footing the bill for a lot of this stuff right now because he's on he's in the game. Yeah. Listen, I'm I don't know how you're gonna feel about this, but I'm a Miz Mark. I am a guy who loves the Miz. <laughs> Miz is going to the Hall of Fame. Like there we go. See, I, I just <laughs> I I love Miz, but it's just you know. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Let's go. Let's go. It, it's just not the, a big event match. That's Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. You know no, what I mean? I completely agree with you. That's that's all. It's, it felt like they needed a fill time. There was like, oh, the Saudi prince said, "Listen, we need Rey Mysterio there at some capacity. Let's get let's, let's get a." Can he pop up from the from the sky? <laughs> <We do that. laughs> um. All right. So Rey Mysterio versus the Miz. I'm assuming. I'm assuming Rey Mysterio wins this. <laughs> I'm just assuming because he's on the cover of 2K. You get the 2K he's got, push. He's got to win. I think. I think the same thing. He's got to win this just because obviously he's on the cover. But this has to further the storyline of Miz trying to cheat and win. And I think that's the whole thing. Is that like this, this whole thing about cheating? I don't know what this cheat thing is about, but that's the big thing here. I'm I'm, I'm imagining that this is going to lead to a dominant breakout moment. I would assume mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks. But um, I, I think it'll be fine. Like Miz has been to me fine to, to really good since you know he came back and i think this this will be no different what do you think xavier uh we know that ray is looking toward the end of his career uh obviously you put that on top of the the cover for the game and how he's been really outwardly spoken about dominic being able to do things and break out on his own and i mean they want to match i don't know that it'll happen in bad blood but i'm I agree with you, Justin, in the sense that this has to, in some way, all of this has to tie into what's going to happen with Dominic and Ray mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it would be a bit of a rush into Mania, even though there is still that six weeks to really make it hot. Right. Um, but, you know, something I think WWE has run into a problem sometimes trying to take stories from SummerSlam to Mania. So mm-hmm. if you can just make it make it work in a six week six week time. Um, then we'll, we'll see about it. But Ray's going to win the match for sure. Yeah. But it it needs to come with something Dominic-based. 
or right. like maybe the maybe the the next raw or something something dominant based it has to happen i feel yeah absolutely i agree i think i mean if you're gonna do this is gonna be the biggest show ever potentially cody coming back potentially on cold coming back maybe that's a big time match too for one of those mm-hmm. nights ray versus dominic um next match let's just get all the let's get all the shit out the way bullshit out the way drew mcintyre versus, versus mad cat moss yo this is happening again <laughs> Happening in Elimination Chamber, yes. Mad no, cap. Bar, no holds bar match. Listen, Mad Cap for real, because <laughs> I'm I so done, nigga. I'm so done with this nigga, Mad Cap Moss. Of all the people, he has survived so many cuts. <laughs> there has been a lot of niggas that got cut, and he's he's like over a hundred niggas. He was one of the people that got, they got to stay. I don't see it. It's a corny. It's a corny thing. I think any character for him, I wouldn't like. Drew, I feel bad for Drew. I pray for this man, fan of the show, guest of the show. Drew's gonna win this, but by God, let this only last for about six minutes, please. My man Drew had to win the championship in an empty gym. Yeah, give him something. Show some little more respect for these big shows, man. You got to do something. Like I know he's gonna pull out a banger nonetheless, because Drew, I think he's someone who. It's very, um, he don't take no days off. No. He essentially, like, everything he puts his effort to. We talked to him before on the A-Show, like, everything he puts his effort to, no matter what, whether it's a match versus Bobby Lashley or it's a match versus Oni Lorcan, he's going to put his all into it. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming this match was going to be the same, but I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Please I don't me. want it. Drew is going to win. I mean, it is what it is. We can, <laughs> what do you think, Xavier? <laughs> The the best I've seen of Madcap Madcap Moss is in his match with Drew, so I'm gonna give Drew that for sure that he he could elevate the competition, but the character just there's no reason to give the character the win, especially in this spot. It's just you're you're basically throwing him out there, say hey kid, go out there and get better, right? And Drew's gonna do his thing, so Drew wins easily. Yeah, easily. Please Claymore him out the company, please. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Next match, the Usos versus the Viking Raiders for the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. This has been, this was like the first match that was actually announced for this show. So they didn't really need to build it that much. I think we know it's going to be a banger. My only question is that, um, do we really need the Usos to hold these titles for, for much longer? I think that there, there aren't a lot of tag teams. So that there, there is a lot of, there's a lot of juice in having this program go back and forth for a while because there aren't really any tag teams on SmackDown. The Usos are really it and the Vikings. So I'm, I'm going to be controversial here and say that they don't win this, but they do win it down the line. I think they do win it before Mania or at Mania at least. I mean, I don't think the Viking Raiders. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I feel like the trajectory isn't for right now especially kind of how it's built. This feud has kind of been like very like thrown in the background kind of things. So I don't think they're building up to this right now, but could definitely be in the future. But then I'll also see them like doing this like multi-tag match at WrestleMania anyway to get everybody on the card. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to assume that the Usos are in, to be honest with you. I could go without, I think, yeah, I'm just going to say the Usos. <laughs> what do you think? It, it, it's going to be good. They know it's going to be good. I, I don't think Vikings lose anything for losing. I think to me, I pop a rating on SmackDown and I'm winning on TV. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. What do you think, Xavier? I thought that if the Usos were going to lose the titles, they were going to do it at the Rumble. Because that to me was that was a, a perfect mix up spot for all the bloodlines to kind of fall apart. 
yeah. and still yeah. find a way to scramble back to the title either by now or at Mania. Right. Uh, so it doesn't make sense. Uh, you know, just it would be dumb, I think, to just take it off of them just for the heck of it. So I, I, I see them continuing to dominate and, you know, having the whole bloodline. We the ones thing going on. So yeah. Usos, but a great match. It should. There's no reason it shouldn't be a great match. Absolutely. I, I, I think so. I think it should open the show, to be honest. Yeah. Have you been have you been to a live show since the pandemic? Uh since the pandemic started? I went to the first one back in Houston. Oh wow. Ooh. Yeah. That, that was big. That was an emotional show. I think that to me is one of the best. Was mm. it a SmackDown was the first one back? Was it SmackDown? Yeah. I took my nephews. Um, they're big wrestling fans as well. And yeah, man, it was just energy in that building. It was yeah. really great. It was a more yeah. emotional night. I think that everyone was like, "Yeah, we missed this." Like this was like I, every. It yeah. was by and large like the timeline usually split all together. Everyone was positive on that episode just because of the way the fans were. They were they were super loud and hot that night, and it's yeah. continued. Like that's one thing I can say. Aside from a couple of, of of weeks, the fans have been hot every single week ever since they've come back. And and like New Orleans last week. I was like, yo, they they're treating this shit like it's mania right now. Even like some of the bullshit segments on Raw, like they was like, fuck it, like this or no, it was it was SmackDown. They were like, fuck it, this is this is hard. Like they loved everything because uh, most cities still, it's still a lot of the most cities like first chance getting them back. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it hasn't been a full year since they've been back yet, not quite. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people are still just like, dang, like we finally get WWE back in our city. Yeah, so it's, been, it's been really cool to to see that energy. Uh, next match, this was. An- this was announced on Friday, uh, but it's going to be Ronda Rousey and Naomi versus Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville in a tag team match. Uh, I thought this was actually built kind of smartly. I, I think that this is a way to get Naomi on TV. It's a way to give Naomi a rub, too. I know a lot of people are upset, but, you know, Sasha Banks fans are never actually they're never actually happy about anything. So like they're like, why wasn't it Sasha? I'm like, well, tell her to come to work <laughs> like it could have been her. But. Naomi, oh I, can't I can't be mad at Naomi getting the rub here. And um, I think as Ronda comes back and is getting her reps back, I think she's getting better every single week. And I think this is just another way to get, you know, put her in a tag match where she doesn't have to work primarily the whole thing. Cause I think she's going to go dirty with Charlotte in, in Dallas. So this is a good way to get her back in the groove of things. But I think that uh, and Ronda are going to win this one. No. I can see it. I mean, to be honest with you, so I got to give props as we're doing this thing because if we have not seen Naomi and Charlotte's match on SmackDown last week, wow. Like, <laughs> wow. To me, they went... This is, like, as capable as they probably believe that they... that anyone thought this match could be. I think it was Naomi's best match. It's one of Charlotte's best matches since probably, like, I mean, at some point last year because she always kind of has bangers. But... That match was incredible, and now that they're kind of spinning off into this match, I mean, it's cool. I guess we're getting the Naomi Sonya Deville thing all the way up to WrestleMania. I still don't know why Sonya Deville hates her, but you know, <laughs> true. <laughs> I think true. we all know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, but nonetheless, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a bang of a match. I'm expecting Ronda Rousey and Naomi to win because why would you have Ronda lose? <laughs> You can't. Here, lose. here is why you would have Ronda lose because Ronda's not mm-hmm. going to get pinned. Naomi's going to get pinned, and you need that the heat for Charlotte and Sonya, both of them, because Sonya needs to pick it back up after she, you know, Naomi's been kind of getting her way with her. Charlotte right. needs it to feel like 
you know, she really is this dominant queen and Rhonda has to overcome her type of thing. So mm-hmm. it to me, it makes the most sense for Charlotte and Sonya to get that win just so that both of the the high baby faces can go back into like, you know, making it really, really feel like they have to be the ones that overcome at the next big event. Because just doing so on on weekly television, that's cool and everything, but it's the big event where you really hold all that, you know, hold all the victories over people's heads. Yeah. Um, so that's why to me it would make sense for Charlotte and Sonia to get that W. You can also play up the story of of does Rhonda still have it after being mm. gone for so long, after having uh, a baby and stuff like that, does she still have it? Can she still hang with I Charlotte? Mean, I mean, she got it. She beat 29 other women at this point. Baby, <laughs> like she she got something because she but, is definitely on the way to WrestleMania. The championship yeah. level, though, that's what that's the thing that Charlotte could play off of. Like, cool, you mm-hmm. could do all that, but are you going to be up here with me? And I mean, honestly, I think the Charlotte hype is more about her character than it is like how She's not bad, obviously, but she's not, to me, she's not this ultra great wrestler. Mm-hmm. I personally don't feel that way. Like, I can count a botch in every last one of her great matches, <laughs> including this past weekend uh, with, with Naomi. Like, she completely, Naomi went for the kick and she didn't even get into it. She just kind of like let oh, that sweep past her face. Oh, like, oh my. <laughs> every, every match, Charlotte. Anyway, can't mess uh, up. this is the moneymaker. You can't mess that up. You can't mess that up. She's serious, but. Man. But um, even in all of that, I I understand like how she's able to elevate and and make things work really well, and she's best if she's able to gloat on that. Not so much like she has to prove herself again. If she's gloating, then that's the best that the queen character can be. So that's mm-hmm. why I take that right. stance. Yeah. Uh, next match, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the, the elimination chambers for last. Becky Lynch. Versus Lita for the Raw Women's Championship for a match that's had about two and a half weeks of build. <laughs> I think that what Becky did last night, Becky puts her all in these feuds. Like every single feud, she's doing something different. She's a different character, mm-hmm. a different, a different wrinkle to her heel gimmick. But I would say Lita is the only one that's got her consistent booze since she's come back. Like Lita, like even with Bianca, she was still kind of getting uh, cheers until she would diss the city. Lita is the only one that she's consistently gotten booze against, and last night was no different. Like she came out dressed as Lita, depressed, all like gr- like grungy and shit. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I I'm Becky has a lot of work to do with Lita because <laughs> I saw what she looked like at Royal Rumble, but I think that she'll she'll try and make this work. But I see, of course, Becky Lynch once again uh, retaining her title. What do you think, Xavier? Lita is not in a good athletic space right now, even though that moose that moonsault is still beautiful. Yeah. I, I was like, okay, now you don't got nothing else, but that that is fire. <laughs> so that moonsault still that's that thing's still hitting. But it, it could be it could be a clunky situation, but just as you said, Becky really is putting her all into this. And she's harping on the fact that this is somebody she looked up to. And that makes me care about. The really seeing it actually happen more than I care about like the the fact that the characters are mm-hmm. facing mm-hmm. off against each other. Mm-hmm. It's just like oh, this happening for Rebecca Quinn is really cool. So that right. makes me care about seeing the match and making it happen. Um, Becky's gonna win. There's no reason Lita should be champion going into WrestleMania. Does yeah. this 
this lead to a longer lead of run? Do you think that she ends up at WrestleMania as well doing her own thing? Because she said, I'm not here for just one match. I'm here for a run. And I think WWE probably signed her for multiple matches. Yeah, I'm sure they did. But um, I don't know what you do with her at Mania. <laughs> hey, call call Trish. Let's run it back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let them tag or something. But Trish already technically retired, I guess. So um, ain't no retiring in wrestling. <laughs> So Steve Austin is in talks to come back. Ain't nobody retired. <laughs> the bag WWE made a billion dollars last year. They got the money to get anybody they fucking want. That, they must be looking at that, um, looking at the sales or something, saying, "All right, we need to do something here for Texas." So yeah, yeah. Well, um, it's it's ninety percent sold out. Oh, okay. What reports are saying so uh, for both nights for both nights, yeah. Okay. I ain't no cop a ticket. I mean, first mania back, like in, in that area, I I I I think Stone Cold's gonna push it over to Duh. sold out. Yeah, I think it's a done deal. I think I think it's a done deal even before that, even with just walk-ups. Um, next match. Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. <laughs> over Ooh. over under on how long this fucking match lasts. <laughs> um, all right. So you know, Roman gotta get his like he might be able to get a little bit of thespian in him, a little bit of acting. I told little... you. I told yeah. you. I'm better than you. <laughs> next. I'm next. Some shit like that. Um, he's going to get all his, you know, he's going to get in his bag with everything that he does. Um, I don't see this match. This is what we've been doing for every Goldberg match, by the way, Xavier. It's less of who's going to win and it's more how long do we think it's going to take. <laughs> um, I'm saying... Well, first of all, I think Roman's going to win, obviously. But also, I'm saying this match does not go over about six minutes. Wow. I'm saying it doesn't go over six minutes. Even though he's, I think Goldberg, this is supposed to be like the last match on his contract. But like I think we've said that he's re-upped, possibly. Yeah. Um. So who knows where this goes? I want Roman to win. And to be honest with you, I know we've had there's been a lot of discourse online about Big E. I want Big E versus Goldberg at WrestleMania. I just want it. I don't want any. I don't want you. Don't try to figure it out. Don't try to think on it too much. Big E versus Goldberg. Big meaty men slap meat. All types of stuff like that. Yes, that's all we need. Yes. Um, Xavier, what do you think about this match? I'm gonna go. It's gonna go uh, at least ten minutes. So remember, Bobby Lashley gave Goldberg his best match since he's been back. Mm-hmm. And Bobby Lashley is oh, better than the Brock match. You thought which Brock match? The one in Survivor Series. <laughs> that shit was fire. <laughs> or the, the one at Mania was the, good. Too. But I say the three second one. The one at the one at Mania actually. The one at Mania to me was one of the best. One of Goldberg's best matches. Wait, which? Okay, I, I forget. The one at Mania. I think it was thirty. It was thirty four. Yeah, thirty four. It's thirty four. Where they kind of like it was like a six minute sprint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So maybe that's exciting, but no, I think like full, like you made Goldberg have a wrestling match. I think yeah. Bobby Lashley gave him the best one and he he mm-hmm. made Goldberg like overcome instead of just straight up dominate. And I think they're going to stick to something similar there, even though Goldberg won't overcome. So Roman's kind of got to get his gloating in. It, it's mm-hmm. just going to happen. Uh, he's methodical. He takes his time. It'll be some, I think what's possible is maybe it starts off at the sprint because Goldberg knocks Roman off of like his pedestal for a little bit there, gets him really mm-hmm. scared. He somehow kicks out, rolls out the ring to like um, kind of just like regroup, 
but eventually he he's able to kind of get in his in his groove and in his way takes his little bit of methodical time um before you get another like baby face kind of comeback situation happening but whether it's tricking the referee or something the bloodline's gonna come into this mm -hmm. and make it happen so that roman gets another tricky win mm -hmm. i don't know how they pull goldberg out of that and get him focused off of roman mm -hmm. um but I also don't know how they just allow Roman to cleanly beat him either. Yeah. Like something you need something. Bobby Lashley was able to use the uh the knee thing the first time around. Yeah. Um for but the you know, they there was no way to pull Goldberg out off of that. So you gotta have another one with him. Yeah. But I don't know. I I don't know how they do it, but I know Roman has to win because it's for the championship. Yeah. And I know that he can't do it clean. Because you need Goldberg to still feel like a big deal for whatever you use him on next, right? So and they, and, and they got to do this match before Brock goes into the chamber too. Like this can't end the show because then yeah. you'd be like, well, why won't Brock just come out? You know what I'm saying? So right. it has to. It has. There has to be something there. My my thought was that he chokes him out because it's never happened. It because never happened. Yeah. We're setting up for the series finale of Roman versus Brock. These are two like they, they're on a collision course. There's nothing that's gonna stop this. So like. I, I'm actually of the thought that you want to have him beat Goldberg as strong as possible. But like you said, if he is coming back at WrestleMania and he's going to face somebody, biggest show in the world, you got to kind of have him lose, you know, not cleanly, but give him somebody else to look forward to just to kind of make up for that. If it is Big E or Drew again or somebody. So um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. The thing is, whenever we try to predict Roman stuff, we can never predict it. They've every time we've, we've we've gone right, they've gone left with him. So like we don't really know. Like there have been a time when me and Mills were just so sure that he was going to lose the title, and he didn't. Like the demon thing was like we had no clue that they were going to do that shit. That was the most perplexing thing I'd ever seen in my fucking life was what they did in that match. But um, they they that's how they they chose to to, to wrap it up. So yeah, the um, demon had to. It sucks that they had to use the demon for that, but he was going to lose. I don't mm -hmm. know how y'all didn't see that. Yeah, well, <laughs> he was, he was well, going to lose. This is the, it's, well, they made him lose in the wildest way. <laughs> yeah, they tried to keep him safe, but yeah, he's gonna lose. <laughs> uh, let's get to the chambers really quick so we can wrap this up. Um, Liv Morgan versus Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop versus Nikki Ash versus Alexa fucking Bliss returning for the yeah. Elimination Chamber for the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania 38. A lot of people here on this. There's only one outcome to me. There's only ever been one outcome to me here. There's only one person that has to come out here. I don't give a shit if Alexa's coming back and yeah. she got five finishers stocked, like it's 2K. It don't matter. We know how this ends. She's coming in last, and she's going to beat everybody to, to, to win the match. I'm, I'm putting it all in on Bianca Belair. Oh, I'm okay. putting it all yeah. in on Bianca Belair. There's no, she's beaten. Listen, she's beaten Liv. She's beaten Rhea. She's beaten Dewdrop. She's beaten Nikki Ash. Only person she hasn't pinned, I think, is Alexa. Everyone seems to think that WWE's trying to swerve us. This is the most simple booking they've done since Seth winning the Rumble, since Drew winning the Rumble. Why would why would you see anything else here? What do you think, Mills? Bianca better win. <laughs> that's all. I can, that's all. I mean, Bianca Belair. I think just the way she's been pro, she's been pushed so hard now. I get why people think that she may not. I think we're all children of the Attitude Era. If someone wins before the pay-per-view, that means they're going to lose at the pay-per-view. 
I feel like that's always happened with people, but I think we're in a different time. Um, if they can make, they have not added real doubt to Bianca Belair, which is the only thing in my mind that kind of like is like, huh? Like if they could be putting horror over strong to put someone else over strong. Um, so that's the only thing that's tweaking in my mind. But I really want to say Bianca Belair is going to win this one and take it to WrestleMania. Um, and then my runner-up would probably be Rhea Ripley because she's a badass as well. But yeah, I mean, it's got to be Bianca. I don't, I don't see the way Vince is going to swerve money, and um, you, that's a swerving, bar. <laughs> you, you can't swerve money right now for Mania. Yeah, you, you have to give a full. I know they had a match, but it, it didn't, it didn't settle everything. It didn't end clean. She never, she's never yeah. beaten Bianca clean ever. It didn't settle everything. So this is the time. This is the Becky ha- has never actually lost the title. So you got to get her. She's got to lose it. And mm-hmm. you got to talk talk about and think about. I'm, I'm about to say your future. Like, what is Bianca? She's like maybe two years younger than Becky. <laughs> but like as far as the, the brand goes, like you really, really got to think about the future of the company in that in that manner, um, which I think you go Bianca over at Elimination Chamber, Bianca over at WrestleMania. And eventually... Once you kind of get her ready again, you got to do the same thing with Rhea. Like, yeah. she that's, has to be. That's the feud after this is over with to me. That's what yeah. when this into SummerSlam because look at the, the the accolades that Bianca's got: Royal Rumble winner, WrestleMania main event, Soul Survivor Survivor Series, uh, Elimination Chamber. That's how yeah. you. This is how they did it with Charlotte. That's why I don't see how people don't get it. And it's like I know people get really like touchy when it's like a a black talent. But mm-hmm. I don't think that they've ever given me any pause to be like, they're not going to do right by her because she's never, she has not lost since she lost to Becky. Like, they don't yeah. in her. She's not made to look stupid. She's not made to, to be in dumbass segments. They, they don't do half of the shit that they do to other people on the show. She's mm-hmm. booked to the level of, of what Charlotte will be booked on on SmackDown, like, as in terms of always winning. It's just that now she had to create her character and get over without the belt, which she did. Yeah. Why don't you just you know what I'm saying? Like that. She she's done it. Let her do it again at WrestleMania. That's the story. That's how, that's the finale of her and Becky. I don't I don't know who Becky's gonna be without the belt. I'll say that much. Okay. Um but mm. but we know who Bianca is without it, and we know who she is with it. That's true. So it's it's just time to to pull that trigger. I don't I don't see a swerve happening. If anything, Alexa Bliss being in the chamber is kind of a Maybe there's something going on in that match that ends up f- for her in Mania. Um, she's got, I mean, hopefully it's nothing with Nikki ASH. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that was her last tag partner. And you got, like, the Nikki, Nikki Alexa Rhea thing going on or whatever. But I don't know. Maybe maybe something from the match is why Alexa is in the match. Like, that that yeah. goes into Mania. I'm just we'll hoping... I'm just hoping they got something for Dewdrop because she's put in a lot of fucking work this year. I love Piper. Love her. <laughs> love her, man. She's great. I just hope there's something there's something for her this year, if not now, but she gets it. She understood mm-hmm. it. She knew the assignment. She ain't fucking complain about it. So, like, I, I fucks with her. Last match here for the WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar versus Seth freaking Rollins versus Austin Theory versus Riddle versus AJ Styles. I said this a couple weeks ago. This is probably one of the best Elimination Chamber lineups they've ever done it ever in history. Yeah. But it's all going to end the same way, baby. 
Brock Lesnar <laughs> is getting that belt back. It's the series finale of Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. We might not ever see it again. So are we under the thing that we're anticipating they're going for title versus title? Yes. Winner takes it all at yes. the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. It's in the name. <laughs> it's in the name. You can't go bigger than that. You can't go bigger than that. It's the it's the finale of this. Like it is the it is, I think, the the last match they need to have because you can't go bigger than this. You know what I'm saying? It's both titles on the line. We'll get to that prediction when we get to it. But somebody's walking out of there with two. And then that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna shape what, what this company's gonna be like. They're gonna they're gonna divvy it out that way. But as, in terms of this match, there's several ways you could you could break this down. I mean, AJ could is someone who feels as though he needs to be on the card. Seth might have his own thing to do after this is over with. Riddle and Randy might have their own thing that they're doing. There's so many things that when I look at this this card and the, and, these, and, and the people in this match, they could do other stuff. And I think Brock is the only he's the only legitimate option here. Is it because if my, my runner up would probably be Riddle at, at this point? You you saying there's a different road for yeah. Seth Rollins? Yeah, is that what you're saying? Different roads to WrestleMania for him. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Um, listen, process of elimination. Austin Theory is my least <laughs> pick for this thing. Um, see, the thing is, is that in another year, in another universe, it might be real, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just not right now. I mean, when you have when you have so much on the line, pretty much for WrestleMania, this is WrestleMania season. All the guns are out. All the money is put on the table. Everything is gonna go. They're going Brock Lesnar. I'm almost sure of it. Yeah, that's that's what I got. Mm -hmm. So my first thought looking at this card, when people talk about how there aren't any stars in the company, I'm just like, whoa, (laughs) this match has all of them. (laughs) Good Lord. Yeah. Um, Now, they don't all maximize outside the company. I will say that. So everybody's not on night tonight talk shows and doing movies and endorsements and stuff like that. But you talk about big stars within WWE the most of them are in this match and it's it's just so star-studded it's amazing to me you're right they a lot of people have something they could do after this so AJ can go to edge Seth Seth can go if this Cody Rose thing is happening that's it do that or there there might be another road for him Damien because yeah, but if there's no, I think if there's not another, another path for him, like say the Cody Rose thing doesn't happen, then to me, I, I, I think WWE kind of underestimated just how hot him and Roman's feud was. Yes, like whoa, for that short time, the mind games he played, and the fact that he is the Beast Slayer. He's trying to do not that Roman's never done it, but I feel like Brock. I don't think Brock's ever beat Seth one on one. I could be wrong on that, but I don't. I don't think he has. And then on top of that, you got he Roman. He cashed in on him, I think. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but then you got Roman, who's never beat Seth one on one for the championship, including at Royal Rumble, where he had to cheat to keep the title. Seth is the technical and official winner of that match, so I know they're not going to do it because they're very focused in on Brock and Roman. But man, that would be the other place to go yeah. if you were going to go somewhere else is to allow Seth to win this 
and he could kind of sneak his way into their match if he really wanted to. Yeah, and there's, but, there's, there's history there. There's history there, too, with those three. But Vince is dead set, so <laughs> we know what's happening. Uh, we know Brock's winning because there's – I think even if Bobby Lashley were to retain, there's nothing nothing really for him at Mania. Um, yeah, and that's part of why you got to take the title off of him because they don't know what to do. Yeah. So it goes back to Brock. Uh, they got in trouble anyway with the Royal Rumble because uh, the the people that win those matches have to main event WrestleMania. Yep. That is the thing. Yeah. So if he's going to main event, might as well just go all in with all the titles and all that stuff. His tickets, already, his tickets already punched to WrestleMania anyway. Yeah. He's playing with house money. And I think that's the best part about it, too, is that he wants this to happen. He's pushing this issue. And that's what I like about the story is that he's pushing for this and it happens and he makes it the biggest gamble that he's ever done. So I, I love that aspect of the Roman Brock stuff. Like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, them again? This is this is decidedly it's different. different. It's, it's decidedly different. different than it was last time. And, and though all those other times, yes. But I think that Roman's in a different space to where he's going to be like, nah, fuck off. I want to do it this way. Brock is in a space where he's like, I'm about making this money. Let's do it this way. And if mm-hmm. those two are like, they're, they're linked up like that, this is decidedly different already. Because the old man don't got shit to do with it other than saying yes or no. So like I, I I think this match is gonna be a banger. I'm ready for them to just go ahead and get us into this because I'm ready to see what happens after this. Because it's, this it's all about the head of the table and being truly the head of the table. And so yeah. if 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 you're that, you have to be the undisputed champion. And so that's where we're going. And yeah. it it builds that character up even more, but good I it could be short sighted if you don't have your next star ready to go. Yep. So yeah. and the and right now they don't. Yeah. I, so, they, they're getting Cody. They got they got Riddle. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what they do. But um, you're muted, Mills. Oh, I'm I'm OD muted. Um, <laughs> no, I I said if they do do the double championship thing and they have Roman win both of them, that's an easy way to get Seth back in on program and figure something out all after WrestleMania because yeah. he'll have the Raw cha- you'll have the championship that's on Raw and stuff like that. He can do all that other stuff like that. Um, so that's definitely, yeah, an avenue, um, for sure. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent so that they have a real believable someone to take down Roman after he yeah. takes these titles. Uh, cause they're not, Cody's not going to do it simply because he, no matter what, he still is the guy from another company. And one way they right. can do it is the way they did it with Becky and have, have Roman do two matches in one night. That's the only realistic way. And against two heavy hitters, maybe he has Brock and Seth one night and he can't overcome both. That's the only way I see this guy losing is facing two top tier talents at the same night because it's going to be down the line for him to lose the Universal. This is a whole Kogan run, Andre fucking Mm -hmm. Bruno run that he's on, but we'll see. But Elimination Chamber should be a banger. Saturday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. It's going to be a fun ass show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Xavier, thank you for coming through, man, and predicting all this stuff with us and talking wrestling with us for the last hour. This has been incredible, bro. Man, thank y'all. This has been a whole lot of fun. It's super cool. Oh man, and especially being uh he had a dip. I'm sure he had a dip out because <laughs> he has to. But yeah, man, listen, everyone can go. You have a ton of amazing albums on deck that they can go and listen to. Um, if you want to do what I did, also revisit the tiny desk because it's incredible. Yeah. You guys do amazing work on there. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to the A Show this week. We will be back, I mean, next week with a whole bunch of things. Xavier Omar, where can they find you? Where can they follow you? 
at XVR Omar on everything. So XVR O M A R on Twitter, Instagram, whatever else has an at, I'm there. Uh, so yeah, you can find it there. The music is Xavier Omar, of course. Just go mm-hmm. ahead and put that in any search engine on any DSP, and my music will be up. My latest project is called If You Feel. Uh, hopefully, you enjoy that. And yeah, that's where you can where you can find me. Absolutely, and make sure you follow the A Show at the A Show RNC on Twitter, and follow myself at Meals TV. Follow Justin at OG Johnny Five, and we will see you guys next week on the A Show. Take care.